0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, May 27th, 2019. What's going on? How are ya? Um, I am on the road, and I forgot my fucking recorder, so I had to go out and go buy a new one. And I can't figure this one out. I bought the Olympus LS100, and you can plug a microphone into the bottom of it, but I'll be goddamn if I can figure out how to use it. So... Uh, There'll probably be a lot of extra noise here I'm trying to avoid it I should probably set the thing down I don't know I'm just using it like a microphone So I hope this doesn't sound too bad Anyway I am here um, In New York City here For the summer I got an acting gig out here You know I've been saying I've been growing a playoff beard But I'm not I gotta have a fucking You know I gotta have a mustache For this role You know unfortunately they're not going to fucking glue one on so I've been growing one and I just didn't want to walk around with just the mustache you know what I mean I figured if I had the full beard it's the NHL playoff time and then also you know if you just saw me with the mustache all the time then you saw me on screen you'd be like oh that's just that douche from the podcast but if you never really saw me with just the mustache walking around as myself when you go see the movie you'd be like well who is this guy who is this person that has piqued my interest? Um, I'm just fucking with you. Anyways, tonight, game one of the Stanley Cup Final. Not the Stanley Cup Finals. It's the NBA Finals. But it's the Stanley Cup Final. There's only one of them. That's what they tell me. There's only one NBA Finals, but they're still called the Finals. Um... I don't know. Who the fuck knows? All I know is it's going down tonight and the place where I'm staying, the cable is not working. So I have to go out to a bar to try and watch this thing. I just don't feel like anybody's going to give a shit here. uh, So maybe I'll be able to get the game on and got to go out to a bar, even though old fucking Billy Red Fuzzface has not had a drink in six months. I'm on the other side. Six months and two days. There's more sand in the bottom of the glass, the hourglass, than in the top. I'm running downhill now. Um, I'm in New York City right now, if I didn't mention. I forget if I did or not. But this is a hard city to not drink in. And um, last night, I decided I was just going to do a bunch of sets, right? So I started off at the comic strip. You know, that was the first club that passed me way back in the day when I moved here in 1995. And uh, then I was going to go to Dangerfields and then New York Comedy Club and then down to the cellar. That was the deal. So I went down and I did the, uh, the comic strip. And the stage is now against a different wall, which I never knew that's where the original stage was. I had no idea. Um, and when Seinfeld made his special he asked if they would put the stage back they're like absolutely so that was kind of cool because there's these a bunch of old photos in that club of like eddie murphy on drums while joe piscopo's on like the microphone or whatever and uh, all these guys from back then and i used to always think that i was standing on the same stage as them and i wasn't and i'm still not but at least i'm in the same area so i thought that that was pretty cool and um let's see uh then i went and i had a good set didn't have a great set, but tried out this new shit. then I went to danger fields and uh that did not go well at all didn't go well at all and I had the classic you know white girl in her fucking twenties or whatever just hating all my abortion material, even though I said that i was I was pro choice I didn't understand it, so then she got mad and You know I was not in a good mood And the whole fucking thing escalated And then she fucking stormed out Which isn't what I want to have happen So I was so bummed out That it went that bad At Dangerfields Because I just fucking bombed right I was with a friend of mine And they were like Where do you want to go next And I was just like You know I don't give a fuck I'm so fucking sick Of everybody making You know this person was literally in the crowd going, switch subjects, switch subjects. Nobody here cares. Nobody wants to hear this. And I was just like, w- why are you acting like you're speaking for the whole crowd? Granted, nobody was laughing. But like, you know, shut up. You didn't hire me. Okay? This isn't a private show and you're paying me and you told me what the fuck I could and couldn't talk about. Um, you decided to go to... I'm telling you, man, if you're really a super sensitive person, don't go to comedy shows. That's what they have musicals for. They turned Beetlejuice into a musical, right? There was Mamma Mia for a while. There was Cat's Meow, right? Go see that shit. You won't be offended. Why didn't they use real cats? Why are people dressed like cats? Were cats dressed like people? I was triggered. So my friend talked me and ah come on keep going so then i, I went down to the new york comedy club this is what's crazy about stand-up i do the exact same material in fucking murder murder and then uh last then i went down to the uh then i feel good about myself again um and then uh i ended up at the comedy cellar and uh, i did ended up doing a spot down there and uh you know and then it went i had a good set there best set was probably at the new york comedy club but i'm just going to keep working this shit while i'm here it's kind of cool i get to do like this acting gig out here and also put together my new hour and it's looking like my new special is going to be coming out um sometime i don't know if i had to guess i'd say late summer but i have not gotten any official word from uh um netflix i haven't got any word yet um so that's basically what i've been doing my cigar smoking is off the rails all right as far as like you know my drinking i got that totally under fucking control and um so my thing now you know you, you just replace a vice with a vice which is a hard fucking thing so i mean i must have fun that european trip iceland all the way through to tel aviv And the rest of the month... I mean, I probably smoked 15 cigars this fucking month. It's disgusting. So, um... I'm laying off of those things now. So now I'm off those. I don't drink. I don't watch porn anymore. I'm not fucking smoking cigars. I'm not totally laying off cigars. but I'm just... I'm taking it easy for the rest of the month here. We're going to regroup, you know? I'll smoke one on my birthday or something like that. I don't know what. But, um... I don't know. It's just like such a f- once you fucking that Pandora's box thing, man, once you fucking do shit like that, it's really hard to like go back to being like, you know, what's so fucked up. It's like when you were a kid, you were you were you were a straight edge. Like, I didn't really start going up drinking, drinking. I mean, I had a few sips of a beer here or there, or maybe snuck one out of my dad's stash in the fridge. I believe he used to drink back in the day. But, like, the first time, like, I went out drinking with, you know, underage kids, you know, in high school. I was, like, 17. So, basically, for the first 17 years of my life, I was stone sober. Straight edge. No cigars, no booze, no pot cookie, none of that fucking shit. And I was fine. And then, all of a sudden you have a few drinks and you're like oh this feeling this is fucking great as you're doing damage to yourself so then the thing the hard fucking thing is it's easy to be a straight edge if you never fucking did anything but once you do shit to then go back to that um i you know i have you know i like to think i have really good willpower but man it is fucking hard cuz now i think like all right well i'm not drinking so I got to get, get some sort of a, a, a buzz, something, you know? So then I just start smoking too many fucking cigars. And then I'm drinking soda because I like having soda with the fucking cigars, with, you know, the sugar, with the fucking smoke, you know? Um, and then all of a sudden I, I drink, you know, I stopped drinking, but now I drink fucking root beers like they're going out of style and fucking, and I'm smoking cigars. It's like, what am I doing? So... You know, now I, I have to go back to being fucking Billy Boredom here. Old bored Billy the pasty cunt, cause I got this fucking movie and I gotta, I gotta stay in shape, you know? All these fucking actresses out there bitch moaning and complain. oh I got so much fucking art. Everybody in this business, you gotta watch your fucking weight. So now, that's it. I got fucking green beans and beets and fucking... What else did I get in there? I got one other fucking little box of no excitement in the fridge hummus broccoli <laughs> you know, lean turkey patties i mean it's just like i mean it's just it's the food equivalent to how funny this podcast has been so far oh bill why would you shit on yourself um anyway but uh, the game one starts tonight i'm gonna go find a bar where i can go watch this thing And I got to tell you, man, uh, I don't like how much people are confident about the Bruins. I don't think that people are giving the Blues their respect. I think the people on TV are doing enough that they're trying to sell the series so people will sit down and watch it. But these fucking St. Louis Blues are a problem. I am not taking them lightly whatsoever. They are big, they are fast, and they don't look fucking... Intimidated or anything, they're just fucking mowing people down. So, um, I think it's gonna be a very tough series. A friend of mine who really knows sports tried to claim Bruins and Six, and that made me feel good because he's usually right. But, um, I am, I don't know, I'm oddly nervous, like I'm playing, you know, I don't even play pickup hockey anymore, I'm so fucking busy. Why am I nervous about this hockey game? Oh, because they represent the city that i grew up outside of and this means something to me you know so i'll be watching that thing tonight we'll see i don't know much about the blues i know everybody on their first line um i just was when i was watching when they played uh san jose it's just i don't know it seems like the west is bigger and stronger to me but we shall see but we have the core veteran group that has already won one marchand bergeron chara and uh crazy and i think that really helps our team and gives us an advantage and i'm hoping that uh i'm hoping we fucking win the thing all right um congratulations to lewis hamilton winning the uh the f1 there in fucking monaco i didn't see a second of that because my fucking cable is out but um I don't know. He won the pole position. So I figured, all right, well, that's going to be a boring race. And then I heard it was exciting because he had a nurse's tires to the end. But there's no way to pass on that track. I don't know what. I'm missing fucking everything. Um, But uh, Friday night when I first came here, uh, a good friend of mine from way back in the day, I used to do shows with him all the time. uh, Talent had his show. You know, I was just looking up to see what comics I still knew and where the fuck they were. And uh, so I took uh, took the train uptown to go see him at Caroline's. I used to open for him all the time back in the day. And um, yeah, we just had a great time. And he fucking ended up putting me on a show. And, dude, I opened up with the Michael Jackson bit in front of an all-black crowd. And I'll tell you, I, I can't remember the last time I lost a crowd like that. Jeez, I mean, it was so fucking silent in there the joke became how stunned i was that i lost them and then i ended up killing again by talking about how bad i was doing and they 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 really did not want to hear my take on that documentary (laughs) (laughs) um so at that point then i was bombing so bad i was like fuck it then i did my michelle obama bit And at that point, they were just laughing because it was so fucking ridiculous. Um, You know, at that point that, you know, me going up there with my fucking, you know, white supremacist fucking look with the haircut, you know, would then would then go into that. And uh, but talent was laughing. So that was a good time. But I used to do all of his shows The Sunday night at the Boston um, to this day is still the greatest fucking comedy show I ever was a part of. Um. And I'll tell you When you went up there And the crowd was into you And you fucking killed I'm t- I said this before Like you walked out of there Wondering why you weren't famous yet And then other times When it didn't go well You It was the exact opposite You felt like What the fuck Why the fuck did I ever Ever even begin to think That I could be in this business How dare I call myself A fucking comedian You know So Um anyway so that i thought that that was going to be the worst fucking thing but that fucking woman walking out crying two times in my career i've made i've made somebody cry in the audience and both times were at Dangerfields. how crazy is that i remember like 18 years ago i made this woman cry and afterwards i went down the cellar and i I was talking to somebody about it and somebody would say i would have been like fuck you bitch these are the jokes i was like no 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 i felt bad about it you know I don't mind annoying somebody, but I don't want somebody walking out crying. Granted, the first time, the woman should have cried. All right? The second time, last night, that was just, you know. I would just say that's just the fallout of uh, people being on social media. Can I talk to you regular fucking Joe Sixpack cunts about your fucking social media activity? I got to tell you, for as much shit as they give celebrities... All right, I feel like your guys' behavior—not all of you, but the worst of the worst—you guys are starting to act like, like you know, when they say an actor is difficult to work with. That's the way. Like, I don't know. I don't think that the average person, performer, or just regular Joe can handle that level of fucking attention and everybody giving them likes and thumbs up and saying that they're fucking heroes and shit like that. And and the, the, the fucking behavior of some of these fucking people you know enough change subjects move on to the next one she was saying it like she was like i was on game of thrones and she was one of the fucking uh, i don't know i didn't watch that show why am i using that as a fucking reference by the way happy veterans day to all the veterans out there you know and um I think it's great that they have a day for you and i also think it's great that feminists haven't somehow figured out a way to take over your day by saying well wait we're warriors too why aren't people celebrating us do you know fallujah is one thing but to have the courage to take your thumbs out and send a tweet that you know might not get 100 percent likes and what that'll do to your self-esteem um I know bill you are be an extra cunty today i am i am extra cunty i'm uh, here alone in new york and i'm missing my family but they're going to be out here soon and everything's going to be good my daughter is doing the cutest thing like we got this little puzzle right and uh it has all the letters in the apple alphabet uh capital and lowercase so she knows a lot of the letters now but any letter she doesn't know she calls it a b so she'll, has, she'll pick up an F and she'll be like, B, frog. And I'll have to be like, no, F, frog. She goes, F, frog. And then she just looks in the sincerest voice ever, just looks at me and she'll be like, I like frogs. <laughs> I like I like frogs too, buddy. Right? And then she'll be like, you know, B, kite. I'm like, no, it's K, kite. She goes, K, kite. And then she'll look at me again and be like, I like kites. And I'm like, I like them too, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking cute. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. There's, it's unbelievable. It's such a fucking, can't believe I waited so long to be a dad. But I'm telling you, like when I'm with her, literally my heart is like at peace. One of the few things that ever happens. Just sitting there like I could literally sit here and do this with her all fucking day. Um but unfortunately she's two and a half years old. So she gets over things quickly and then wants to go run and go do something else. So, um, I took a walk through, uh, central park yesterday. Um, cause you know, I'm trying to, you know, cause I've been eating a little bit of pizza here, trying to be, a, you know, good with the fucking eating bad and shit. But, uh, so I figured I had a couple of slices last night. I should go for a walk. So, uh, I walked, all the way up, like 30 fucking blocks, all the way up to uh, Central Park. And I was thinking, like, should I rent a bike and ride all the way around? And I'm like, I don't want to fucking. Then they're going to ask me for an ID. And then they, I got to put the stupid fucking helmet on. And uh, I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. So I just decided to walk through the park. And my God, it brought back so much fucking, so many memories. I lived here for so long. I remember I had memories of comedians. I don't even know where they are anymore. We went rollerblading there in, like, the 90s. Um bunch of different girlfriends. He just, you know, you'd always go for a walk in the park or whatever, you know. I used to jog around what they now call the Jackie uh, O'Nassis reservoir thing there. And I got like three quarters of the way through the park and I realized that I was near my old neighborhood. I used to live on the Upper East Side. I lived on ninety seventh between third and Lex. And I went back to that old neighborhood. Holy shit. When I lived there, this is comedian Dan Natterman was doing a joke that 96th Street is the last street a white person can legally live on in Manhattan, which was true. And I was living on 97th Street. I lived there with Bobby Kelly, too. And then we would walk up to like 100th Street. That's where our dry cleaner was. And there was just a bodega on the corner. There was a, uh, a grocery store on 96th and Lex on the the southwest side and i'll never forget they had this fucking guy used to mop the floor had a dirty mop and it would just smell like dirty mop water right after he mopped it it was actually worse if you got there right after he mopped the floor just thinking why won't this guy just pour some fucking bleach in there and soak the mop it smelled so fucking bad and this is back before like there wasn't there was no chains in in new york city um as far as like you know crate and barrel bed bath and beyond the gap all there was nothing um they had a macy's i'm sorry they had a few places like a macy's there was a Filene's basement there was like the whiz there was Model sports but pretty much everything else was like an individually owned thing and um when you got up to where i was at like it was considered so like no man's land they were i had to walk 10 blocks just to get to an atm the atm was republic bank down on 86th and uh third avenue i'd walk all the way down there past the movie theater that's still there there was a pizzeria uno down there it was a long fucking time ago so i went back to the neighborhood and it has changed so first of all there was so many fucking stores that have gone out of business because of uh amazon and I mean it's just how it is you know i guess times change so the brick and mortar stores are going unless you're like a restaurant a liquor store um i don't know a bar or a major chain it just seems like they're all going away but i I, I go to my my old block where i tell you there wasn't shit there was this little hole in the wall uh chinese food place that number one Oh my god, I forgot about that. Number one, what's your order? When you call up. Uh let me get uh chicken and broccoli. Chicken and broccoli! They were always fucking screaming. Like they like the 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 walk or something was sizzling right near the phone. This guy would always fucking <laughs> We used to call him up. You call up and you would, you would hold the phone away from your ear. Um man those were fun times and the fucking food was delicious so anyways i went back there and now there's like a cvs on the on one corner there's a fucking uh that was an empty lot too if i remember correctly there's a cvs there with a building above it there's a taco bell now there just insane shit that you never would have seen um i hated living up there because there was there was, no, there was nothing up there I wasn't on an express stop. There was no bank. There was no good places to fuck any other than number one. Number one, what's your order? Um, the grocery store, they had a dirty mop, and it was just like, ugh, and I, I, it was a fucking walk-through bedroom. I actually took a picture of the building and shit. I just don't want to post it, because it gets too fucking weird. Um, People knowing that much. you know. I've already told you the block I was on, but uh, when I lived there, like across the street was like a, that place was just a, uh, I don't know. It was just like was just an open fucking had a, a fence around it. Now there's a giant building there with underground parking. There used to be crackheads underneath my stoop and shit. I'd come home at night, man. I would just, it was so fucking creepy. You know, when someone's in that level of addiction, they're underneath stairs. And when they fucking look up at you, man, it's like you're in the thriller video, man. Uh, and I remember I used to always have my fucking key out when i would turn the corner and there'd be fucking rats and crackheads and all of this shit And i went up there and it was just like i i, I couldn't i couldn't believe it how much it's changed now granted i mean i lived there 24 years ago so i was kind of doing the math on that that'd be like if i lived there in 1995 when i first came there if somebody came up who had lived there in 1971 and that really fucked with me well was just like wow i am that fucking old jesus christ that killed me what's his face david crosby they're doing a fucking documentary on that guy and he's 77 years old i, I could see 68 69 70 i had no idea he was that fucking old um so anyway i just kind of ch- i just ch- walked around the upper east side and um when i lived there another time i lived on uh 79th in york and uh There was no subway on the east side other than the 6th train. And that was all the way on 77th and Lexington. So you had to walk. I had to walk up to York. These are city blocks, too, not just regular blocks. So these are like long walks. Up to York, then over to 1st, over to 2nd, over to 3rd, over to Lex. So York, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, Lex. So like... Four and a half city blocks, and then I had to go down two regular blocks. It was such a fucking pain in the ass. And it was either freezing cold out, raining, or fucking, like, ridiculous humidity. And I was just sitting there going, why does the west side have, like, five different subway lines, and we only got one here? And I started reading about this shit. I made a little video about it. But I guess in the 1950s, I think is when they first tried to start it, or... I don't know what. The way I remember it is in the 1970s, they were going to make a second avenue subway. And it was going to go from uh, the Upper East Side all the way down to Wall Street. All right. And people were immediately upset by that because it seemed like it was just for rich fucking white people on the Upper East Side. Who wanted their own private subway so they started calling it the Snobway, and this was sort of like the taxi driver era of uh new york city so they were bankrupt could have got a building here for like for nothing and uh they just didn't have any money but they had started the project they had started building i think like three or four of these stations so they stopped the project but they completed the stations and then they just i don't know what they did They just walled them off or whatever, put a chain around the door. And there was all of these rumors with everybody on the Upper East Side that, you know, there was people living down there like some escape from New York shit or that they were going to, you know, soon that they were going to start the project up again, which I think they did right around the time I left there like 15 years ago. Long story short, I actually rode the thing for the first time. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. The thing was supposed to go straight down the east side and it didn't at this point it's like it's like three It's like 86 73rd and something else and then it cuts through central park and goes right down the middle like on the nr line so i don't know i thought that that was my is any of this interesting to you um is this thing still recording i can't even tell here oh the screen went blank sorry all right jesus that was 27 fucking minutes oh billy fucking oh windy here all right, let's read a little bit of the advertising here for this week. Um, here we go. I apologize if I'm not that funny this week, dude. I'm, for the first time in years, I'm fighting off a mild fucking depression. You know? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I haven't had this in a fucking while. There's something about coming to New York just fucking depresses me. Because so many of my friends are dead, gone, or whatever. And. You know, I don't know. I'm just you know, you know. It's one of the worst things is when you find when you finally understand that whole you can never go home. You know, even when you go home because people have just left. Everything's different. They knock shit down and stuff like that. I don't know. I probably shouldn't have taken that fucking walk around. Um, the Upper East Side. Maybe that's what the fuck it was. So, anyways, I got I to get myself out of this. I worked out today. That's always good for. Um, for the fucking uh depression here so i got a couple of comedians i want to hype their stuff here steve simone one of the great people i've met in uh this business such a big-hearted guy has a new comedy album out called Jabba that's available now on itunes and uh speaking of uh back in the day an old school friend from back in the day maya de giorgio who i first saw at the boston comedy club way back in the day um, which had the greatest, rawest, most talented fucking comics. Um, there's no way to describe the vibe of that club. It was so exciting and so fucking terrifying at the same time. It was back when New York was the New York that I remembered. People selling drugs outside, and it was. It's not the fucking Mayberry that this city has become, for better or for worse. I mean, it's better, you know, if you can afford to live here. But, like, all those people they pushed out, I don't know about that. Um, And I'm not just talking drug dealers, obviously. I'm talking about, like, just working-class people that all got pushed out of here. So uh, Maya DiGiorgio, I used to work with her at the Boston Comedy Club. She has a uh, a one-person show that is running uh, in Soho. It's the theater that launched the Vagina Monologues. They picked up the show. Uh, I'm reading the copy here. The one that took a lifetime to write, she says, my show, Incognito, runs May 28th to June 2nd. Uh, and May 28th to June 1st at 8.30 and June 2nd at 4 p.m. The tickets are $20. It's getting amazing reviews, this one-person show. Um, let's see here. I have the uh, – I'll just, I'll just post – the uh the theater link let me try to say the theater link if i can actually get this thing to open here um let's see where the hell is it Incognito is here summer sublet series does it say the name of the fucking theater i don't know whatever I'll, I'll post it in the goddamn tweet but definitely go see her she's absolutely hilarious but it's like most one person shows like they, they they need to they have to sell a certain amount of tickets so she can continue doing it so definitely check it out may 28th through june 1st at 8 30 and june 2nd uh, at four 4 p.m my de giorgio in Incognito. um all right let's read some of the advertising here oh honey could you let's talk about something we can all agree on saving money the reality is if you're not shopping around you're probably not saving money so what if there was a way for somebody to do some do some of the shopping around for you well that's exactly what honey does honey is a free tool that you download to your computer browser while you shop online honey scans the internet why honey for coupon codes and other discounts, then it automatically applies the coupon with the biggest savings to your cart at checkout, like magic. It works on over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Nordstrom, J.Crew, Nike, Best Buy, Target, Macy's, and more. And it takes zero effort to install. Just two clicks and you're ready to start saving anytime you shop online. Instead of taking my word for it, listen to what actual users have to say about honey. Look, there's no reason not to use honey, it's free it's free to use and easy to install on your computer and computer just two ticks clicks sorry don't take it from me take it from our listeners get honey for free and join honey.com slash burr that's honey.com slash burr oh honey the smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money all right the next one here legal zoom ah oh, jeez, there legal zoom uh, running a small business is a lot of work. It takes time and it takes money, and you want all the time and money you have to go towards growing your business. But what happens when legal hurdles pop up along the way? Well, I'll tell you, goddamn it, LegalZoom is there to help. Nearly two million Americans have used LegalZoom to stat their business with LLCs and corporations and more. But even after your business is set up, LegalZoom can still help you out. Uh, things like lease agreements, changing tax laws. And contract reviews are all part of running your own business. And these are precisely the kinds of cost hurdles that can take time away from growing your business. That's why LegalZoom created their business legal plan. Uh, get advice for running your business from vetted independent attorneys and tax professionals available in all 50 states. The best part is you won't get charged by the hour since LegalZoom isn't a law firm. Make your time and money work for you. Check out LegalZoom's business legal plan at LegalZoom.com now and get special savings when you enter BURR at checkout, uh, LegalZoom, where life meets legal. LegalZoom.com. All right. There we go. Um, so, Oh, Billy Yoga Face. I've been doing yoga for the last couple of days. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Both of my shoulders are fucked up now. It's nice to know it's not rotator cuff. It's just like tendonitis, so I got to give them a break while I somehow have to try to get in shape for this or stay in shape for this fucking movie. So I don't know. I'm trying. I'm going for Walks. I'm doing the elliptical. I got to wear a knee brace now on my fucking left knee because that thing has tendonitis. It's just like, what the fuck happened to me? I have a bet with Paul Versey that I'm going to be able to do 10 pull-ups when I'm 70. I called him the other day to already give him the money. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking wrap. It's a wrap. It's over. Um, That's when you know you're fucking old. You know what I mean? When you have like injuries like a professional athlete has and shit and you just got it from, I don't know, Walking from one couch to another carpeted area. Um, all right, let me let me do some of the reads here for this week. Jeopardy losers. Yo, Billy, smartass. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about this dude who's making a run on Jeopardy. I haven't. Uh, apparently, he spent a year preparing. And if you watch the show at all, you'll know that he starts with all the high value answers first. And by the time they get to double jeopardy, no one else has a chance. I love this guy. I love this guy. I want to start watching. Um, When they get to final jeopardy, he always knows he's going to win because he has... 10 to 15 times the purse everyone else has so he bets really big because either way he gets to come back tomorrow anyway and then he put the s anyways check out this clip of sore losers complaining because they lost oh my god oh i I love every second of this what do they complain about because he's too smart let's let's have a listen here what's going on here oh for god's sakes come on not very, very close. All right. Here is what Adam and the other Jeffrey contestants told me about what it's like to face off against a man who seemingly cannot be stopped. All right. Adam Levin joins us now along with Alex. Look ben- at these fucking Robert nerds. Who also lost to sour. You guys are the members of a very, very interesting club. One club that keeps on getting bigger and bigger. As this guy just keeps rolling on Jeopardy. Adam, I want to start with you because you got... This guy's sitting in, in his library with a bunch of books behind him. You get to see a lot of the games beforehand. Sometimes you get to see who's winning before you take the stage. Adam, you had a chance to see how good he was. Was it intimidating? Um, it was certainly something I had never seen before in terms of his speed and his strategy of using uh, the bottom clues to build up a big lead. Uh, was I intimidated? maybe a little bit but I, I knew I was a pretty good player and that, that I was going to go out there and. Yeah, I, I, what am I want? this is like ESPN for fucking nerds so I want to see this. there's one person here that just looks like they're going to be pissed really looks like they're going to be pissed this is the one I want he took a year off from his job, that's what he told me, to just focus on and perfect this. For us, this is a game. This is a fun experience. And it, <laughs> when it comes to dealing with him, it was not. What do you mean it wasn't fun? I made <laughs> no secret of the fact that James and I did not get on... Uh, backstage. Uh, I did not feel he was respectful to me. He wasn't respectful to some a lot of the other people to the staff. Oh, God, that's that is not a good look. He doesn't have the respect for the game. Yeah, it just it wasn't it wasn't uh, what we were expecting. Yeah, you expected the win. And you found out that you didn't prepare enough, so now uh, he wasn't nice to me. He doesn't have to be nice to you. Jesus Christ. You know, it's such a fucked up world that we're living in now that I won't be surprised if they actually make that guy apologize for uh, not being nice and for winning and all of this shit, you know? Unbelievable. He like didn't go to his job for like a year. Well, you should have done that. The guy raised the bar. He became a professional Jeopardy person. What did you do? You did the New York Times crossword puzzle every day, and you thought you were ready. Well, guess what? He outworked you, and you got your ass whipped by a goddamn nerd. No. <laughs> that's what she needs she needs john goodman to revive his his character the coach there from revenge of the nerds well i thought the other two they actually from the clips i watched didn't seem like they were that upset but um good for that guy and to know that he's actually out there irritating people makes me want to sit down and watch it even more so thank you for the heads up all right reality show opportunity dear billy i love the 80s two questions did you ever send in a tape to be on the real world in the 90s uh no i did not uh, he said i know a lot of wannabe actors started sending in tapes when they realized you could get famous off it would you rather be on survivor yes it's it's still on the air i know it's still on the air because my wife has watched every season um or the bachelorette the one where you're lumped in with 20 other losers to win over some chick if winning meant your life depended on, if winning meant life you de- depended on it thanks to go fuck yourself uh, I have too many issues with women to even think that I would even remotely do well on *Bachelorette*. Um, *Survivor*—me uh, on an island with my pasty skin. You know what? I yeah, I wouldn't. I, I'm not a good-looking guy either. I, I just don't. I just don't see myself as a fifty, fifty-one-year-old bald, red-headed male being the one that this woman's gonna pick you know what i mean i i, I don't see that so i as a younger man i might have taken a chance on bachelorette but i'd have to go survivor and i would need a sponsor from some sort of sunblock company and uh, i would need to rehab my shoulders because if, if i can't physically win a challenge if i have to rely on my brain i would lose so i think i think i would die as is, is no matter what either one so if i'm going to die then i would rather be on the bachelorette you know where i'm i can actually eat real food i don't got to eat maggots and try to stab fucking starfish with a stick you know talking to a soccer ball i don't want to fucking do that you know i'll deal with some fucking broad looking at me being like i know i know i'm i'm disappointed with this too No problem, sweetheart. All right, same-sex marriage. Dear Bill, I'm in Australia, and I work at a country school. A little time ago, there was a vote in this country which endorsed same-sex marriage. On the following day, I was working, and my boss asked me to go retrieve some backdrop and clean up a local hall where the kids had a school play the night before. So the backdrop was a big rainbow-colored piece of canvas which was about eight meters long and it was heavy all right so that's about 24 feet 25 feet and the only way to get it to my truck was to drape it around my shoulders (laughs) people like this guy's really gay and proud Um, also there was a minor ball there was also a mirror ball which belonged to the school which needed to be brought back so i had that in my hand As I left the hall on the sidewalk, the only two gay guys in my small county town were walking their little dog and stopped to say hi. (laughs) So I'm standing there the day after the gay vote with a mirror ball in my hand and draped in a rainbow-colored scenery uh, when another man I know, who is the biggest town gossip, drove by in his truck staring open-mouthed. So now, mate, I have the reputation of being the third gay man in the village. How can I recover from this situation? Uh, tell the story? (laughs) Why don't you just tell the fucking story? Dude, what fucking village do you live in where, where, like, somebody drives by and all of a sudden everybody in town's going to know it? First of all, who gives a fuck? Um... I don't know. Maybe you should just act like you are gay. God knows fucking there's enough women who fucking fall for gay guys. You might get some more pussy out of it. I have no fucking idea. I wouldn't worry about it. I would find the humor in it. Because the only thing that's going to happen is guys are going to break your balls about it. Um, But women aren't going to have a problem with it. If anything, they're going to ask you to do like a makeover, right? By the time they realize you're straight, you're fucking banging them. Um, Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, All right, but I'm also of a certain age where I just don't give a shit what people think anymore. If you're younger, I'm sure, you know, it's probably bothering you on some level. Uh, But I don't think it's going to affect your life. You'll be fine. All right, snitches get stitches. Uh, Billy, by the way, that sounded like a sketch from a silent film that you were doing there. Somehow you fell into that. All right, Billy Boy. I'm a little freaked out. I live in poor... In a poor American city with its fair share of crazy, desperate, violent people. Last weekend, I was driving onto my block and I saw a work van struggling to parallel park. They couldn't do it, so they pulled out real fast and smashed the back of a parked car. The van sped away. I wrote down the name of the business that was printed on the work van. I wanted to be a good neighbor, so I left an anonymous note on the smash car describing what I saw. Later that day, the guys whose car was smashed went around looking for who wrote the note. It came back to me. He asked me for my information so that his insurance company could call me and record my statement. I said, okay. The next day, the guy said the cops were coming by and wanted to hear my statement as I was the only witness. I said, okay, fine. Now I'm getting a little nervous. About an hour before the cops come by, I find out the driver of the work van is a scary-looking motherfucker who just moved onto my block. Oh, Jesus. So now I'm freaked out because I don't want him to know I'm the witness. I stay in my house but peer through the curtains and watch the cops bang on his door. And the scary guy starts yelling at the cops and denies every denying everything. Uh, the guy with the damaged car is yelling at him and it's ugly. The damaged car guy calls me and wants me to tell the cops what I saw. I sure as hell am not walking out my front door in full view of the scary guy. So I agree to meet the cops in the alley behind my house because I don't want the scary guy to know I'm the witness. So I'm talking to the cops in the alley, and of course the scary guy walks past and looks over at us and points his fingers. Finger. So now my cover is blown. You know what? Fuck this guy. Fuck this fucking asshole. Fuck him. Fuck that guy walking around fucking yelling at people he's a fucking i bet he's not even tough screaming and fucking yelling this is a good time for you to young guy go go take some fucking jujitsu classes or something like that fuck this guy this guy's annoying the shit out of me walking around pointing his finger at you yeah go fuck yourself you're a piece of shit you hit somebody else's car and you drove away you cunt anyways uh on the plus side he doesn't know which house I live in or what car I drive but I think he would recognize me if he saw me on the street what, where did I go wrong do you think this guy is going to kick my ass I try to remain anonymous during this whole thing but maybe I shouldn't have agreed to tell the cops anything what would you have done oh I absolutely would have fucking wrote down I absolutely would have wrote down I would have done exactly what the fuck you did I hate when people do that when they hit your car and they fucking drive away like that Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy, screaming and yelling. I, I, I I don't know, dude. I I don't know how to fight, but I, I. There's something about bullies. I, I can't fucking stand them. So fuck him. I would have done exactly what you did. Okay. I think you have a right to be concerned about your safety, but like, um, I mean, what does that tell you about yourself? Okay. This is this is a problem in your life that you can easily go solve. Maybe use this as an opportunity to learn some self-defense. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, and, and I don't know. This guy just seems like he just yells at people. Big, scary guy, and he goes around yelling at people. He ain't, he's not, I don't know. I don't know the guy, but I'm just saying, fuck him. Anyways, I have no fighting skills, so now I have to sneak in and out of my house and worry about this fucker. Time to move. Well, I mean, you might want to entertain that. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a nice fucking neighborhood to begin with. If you can move to a nicer neighborhood, maybe you should do that. But uh, you shouldn't be living in fear either way. So if you're going to stay there, there's plenty of self-defense courses. Go out there. Learn how to fucking defend yourself. All right. Don't go looking for a confrontation. But just know if that guy, you know, comes to you, you'll be able to handle yourself. But you you shouldn't be going around as a man fucking living in fear. All right. Uh, Wife hates blowjobs. Oh, Jesus. Here's a way to fucking end the podcast, huh? My God. Hey, Billy Blue Balls. (laughs) Long time listener of the podcast. Hoping for some advice from you and the lovely Nia. Although, unfortunately, my beautiful wife isn't here right now. I've been with my wife for five years and we've been married for six months. Dude, you're like the fucking tenth person that's written in that their wife doesn't like to give blowjobs. It's just like, isn't that something that should be disclosed before you get married? Uh, what if all of a sudden she found out that you don't like to hold doors, you know, or some fucking, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like to fucking. I don't like to buy expensive gifts. I mean, I'm trying to think of the, the thing that that guy could do that is the fucking the, the male equivalent to, to marrying somebody and then finding out they don't like to give a blowjob. Uh, if, if you don't like to get a give a blowjob, you shouldn't get fucking married. Gay or straight, you have no business getting married. All right? Jesus Christ, I mean, if every guy in the world got a blowjob every fucking day, I mean, or every couple of days, I mean, the, the, the amount of fucking, the, 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 the level of friction in the fucking world would just, it would go down. You can't do it too much because then we would take it for granted. But I'll tell you, you know, it takes a lot of the edge off. I don't know. That's a, that's a fucking tragedy, sir. I'm sorry you're in this situation. Anyways, he says... I've been with my ex I've been with my wife sorry oops and slipped there I've been with my wife for five years and we've been married for six months a couple weeks ago we were in the beginning stage of having sex when she asked me what I wanted her to do which I thought was great I replied that I'd like her to blow me while my dick was in her hand she told me she hates giving me blowjobs my dick immediately went limp in her hand there was no recovery this killed my mood so I had to shower and left to study yeah and I gotta tell you something that should be like a fucking major red flag to her you know if I said to my wife I hate going down on you and then her pussy dried up right in front of my fucking face and then she took a shower and left I'd be like oh where's she going and who is she meeting um yeah that's a terrible fucking thing to say. And I know there's this whole thing where just anything a woman says now is fucking champion. But like this whole fucking thing where like everything is about the woman now and the guy can go fuck himself is complete bullshit. Uh, this is something that should have been disclosed. And what did she, did she just learn in the last six months? That she doesn't like to give blowjobs. Wow, dude, this is fucking crazy. Anyways, later I asked her what made her feel that way, but she couldn't really give me an answer. I've been avoiding sex with her the past couple of weeks because that's all I can think about when she wants to have sex. We've been uh, about her saying that she doesn't, she hates giving you blowjobs. We've been together for five years, and this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Despite her saying she loves it when I go down on her. Ah, yeah, I mean this is just, you know, this is your classic one-way street, sir. Am I wrong to think that this is selfish in some way? Like, what has happened to men that, 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 that you're so fucking beaten down that, that, you, that you actually have to ask me this? This is making me feel sad for you, sir. He goes, am I wrong to think this is selfish in some way, especially since she loves it when I go down on her? How do I deal with this? Any advice from you and Nia would be appreciated. Come to Australia and go fuck yourself. Well, Nia isn't here. Um, Wow. I I would just say, look, I got to be honest with you. I would tell her how she made you feel when she said that. And and I would tell you that you, you think it's crazy that... She, she doesn't, I mean, I don't know. She says she hates to do it. Does that mean she's not going to do it? But I understand. I totally understand your reaction going limp. The second a woman says she's not into it, I mean, that's what a normal per, a guy does. You're not into this? All right, forget it, forget it. Then it just gets weird. No, we can try something else. No, no, forget it, forget it. No, I get it. I've repulsed you. I'm out of here. I'm already putting on my windbreaker. I'm out the door. <laughs> um wow, how do you navigate these waters? I would just get her to clarify. You said you hate giving me blowjobs. What does that mean? Me specifically, do you like giving blowjobs but not to me? Or you just hate giving blowjobs in general? How long have you felt this way? You know, like... uh, but you love it when i go down on you that's what you got to go colombo here just keep asking questions so you don't like to blow me but you like it when i go down on you and you're okay with this do you feel that i should be okay with this this is what you do you just fucking Do you remember that guy fieri food review it went viral he opened a restaurant here in times square and this guy wrote this fucking review. all of it was questions. Is there a reason why the menu looks like an eye chart? Are you aware that the chicken is gray? like he just totally trashed him and he did it all in questions. It was a literally, it was a fucking work of art. Um, I think that that's how you you go about this. you just you just ask question after question. yeah, what did you mean when you said that? Is it my dick specifically or is it all dicks? How long have you felt this way? Did you feel that this wasn't something important to bring up to me before I married you? Is this a phase you're going through? Do you think you might like to blow me next week? Do you have feelings for women that you've been suppressing and now you're realizing you know what do you think about when i go down on you uh, are you thinking how good it feels are you thinking about some chick at the office is there something i need to know before i put a fucking kid in you and then i'm really fucked because blowjobs are already out the fucking door i don't need to add alimony and fucking child support to the goddamn well Alimony's going to be there anyways um that's what i would do i would go Columbo just i would just do that you know i'm not the smartest person here but like i just feel like you know if i scratch your back you scratch my back yeah sir that is fucking terrible and it's completely unacceptable yeah if you don't like giving blowjobs you should not get married gay or straight you should not do that or at the very least you should fucking tell the person you know It's like you marry a musician and then you tell him six months later you hate music. I hate it when you play the guitar. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, you know, that whole thing you've dedicated your life to, I, I fucking hate it. That's not the same thing. Yeah, blowjob's an important thing. Really is an important thing. You know? But listen, now I got to play devil's advocate. How often do you bathe? You know? Are you showering? Are you, are you keeping yourself fucking, you know? Are you... you trimming the jungle down there I don't know I mean I don't know what you need to fucking do I don't know but if, if you were fucking like not a clean person why the fuck would she marry you I don't know dude this is like i I'd be honest I think the whole the whole marriage could unravel on this thing I mean what the fuck Another question, so where does that put me for the rest of the marriage when I want a blowjob? Do you know? I have to do what? I got to go to a massage parlor? Even then, I mean, you don't want your dick in some fucking hooker's mouth with or without a condom. And even then, there's always going to be a fucking condom. And it's just like... I don't know. Pleasing the person you're with is part of being, you know, with somebody. If you're not going to make them feel good like that. I mean, that's that's I don't know. I don't know about that one. I I, I you know what I, I would defer to to a I think you guys need to go to some sort of therapy. And um, I don't know. I got a uh, I don't know, but some women aren't into that some of them don't like it they get grossed out by it there is that but like which is fine you just tell somebody you know maybe you, then you just marry some guy that just wants to fucking jackhammer and he's good but that i mean i, I don't want to fucking tell you but that's a, that is a hell of a thing six months in wow anyway uh i gotta find a fucking bar where i can go watch this goddamn game uh Is it Veterans Day or Memorial Day? I can never keep anything fucking... I just know both of those about the troops, right? I think this is Memorial Day weekend, right? Is that what this is? Oh, look at that. Rich Voss sent me a fucking... Sent me a fucking text here. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yes, this is Memorial Day. And then there's Veterans Day. And then there's Labor Day. There's Flag Day. When is Veterans Day? I, I don't know. Columbus Day is in October. I have no idea. Jewish shit is in fucking September. Jesus shit is in December. In April. Sometimes March. What else is it? There? There's Martin Luther King Day. George Washington's birth. President's Day. I think that's all the days. Amistice day. All right. That's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. And uh, ladies, if you don't like giving blowjobs, you should probably let somebody know before you get married and you know to be fair guys same thing you don't like going downtown then uh you know i don't want to tell you you shouldn't be married to somebody that's it i speak in absolutes with no research behind it all right go fuck yourselves i'll check in on you on thursday